This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like any more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting or a virtual meeting. I know times are still a little tough right now, so we're always happy to meet by tech as well. Now, during today's show, we're going to examine some steps you can take to build more financial confidence during three critical periods of your life, your 20s and 30s, your 50s, and in your retirement. The decision-making process during each of these three chapters of your life is critically important. Each comes with its own unique set of challenges and its own unique set of needs. I think these three chapters in your life are also interconnected in a way that we should always be aware of. If you make good decisions during your 20s and 30s, the strategy challenges you face in your 50s may be less acute. And from there, the choices you have to make in retirement may also be a little less stressful. And before we get to breaking down these important financial chapters in your life and talking about less stressful, the stress reducer himself, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? <laughs> I am doing fantabulous. I mean, uh, it's like uh, breaking news. It's cold out, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all over the all over the country as yeah. we record. Records being shattered, not the good kind, the cold no. kind. No, it was 24 below zero here this morning in Minnesota. Wow. 45 below wind chill. So we had an advisory, uh, a a winter uh, cold advisory, which which means don't go outside at all for anything. Like, Mm. did you forget something in the car? Yeah, leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) Do not walk out to that driveway or garage to get it. Um. But no, other than the weather, I'm great. I mean, what do I, that's what I get for being in Minnesota at this time of the year. Um, but you're right. It's cold all over. I mean, there's cold temps in Texas and even Arizona. So what are you going to do? A- other than that, busy, busy, busy is the name of the game for me. I- I've had quite a week. How about you? What are you up to? Uh, similar. Very, very busy right now. Also, uh, it's cold. Today here we're having, although it's not as cold as it has been, and we're expecting some more colder temperatures, we're having one of those wonderful just sleet ice rainstorms uh, just oh. covering everything in that sheet of ice, which in a way, I won't lie to you, I like to look for the sunshine and everything, and I can't wait for a ready to break out because it's going to turn like the world into that crystal wonderland where everything is just glitters glistening because there's yeah. ice 
just a little thin layer of ice on everything. So it is beautiful. Great. Like the trees and things uh, and that yeah. thin layer of ice over everything is beautiful. You just don't want to drive on it. Right. Yes, I agree. I agree. And you guys are actually, have you seen any, have you had any of those uh, light columns that form at this time of year with these really cold, cold temperatures when some of that, when you get what looks like just a ray of light from the ground up to the sky Sim, you know, it's not exactly Northern Lights, but it's precipitation. Or you must and, be on different and, meds than me because I haven't. I haven't no, you never I seen. Haven't, I haven't seen that. Uh, no, seriously though. Uh, uh, that no. is, your area of the country is a really good uh, place to see the. They literally just look like columns of light, and it's yeah, just, I have seen them before, yeah. but I haven't been out since it's been cold. I haven't been outside at all. I mean, literally, I haven't gone out. So, and prior to that, they haven't let you out for a while either. So, <laughs> right. Mm. Right. It. I'm on, uh, I'm, I'm under house lockdown here in my padded room that they've put me in, <laughs> as you know. Yeah, it was a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's get off that topic. Holy cow. <laughs> let's not dive into my sanity. That's, that's not where we should go with this. We um, don't have enough time. I think you've set up a great topic for us today. I'm eager to discuss, Thanks. you know, the first chapter we're talking about is twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so much of retirement normally focuses on people who are, you know, in their 60s. This is good. How do you want to get us started? Well, you know, the 20s and 30s, I'm sure a lot of people remember this. A few of us that put on our uh, super responsibility hats when we're in their 20s and 30s. And there's, you know, most of us that are still living an extended, you know, college life kind of or that, you know, those late teen years. Oh, yeah. But that. Th- Those things aside, it doesn't mean we can't start to think about our financial future. So, you know, this first chapter we're going to talk about, um, I think I think there's let's let's start with this. I want to talk about in the 20s and 30s, creating a budget that places a priority on retirement savings is some good old fashioned meat and potatoes kind of advice. I think that's a really good place to start right there. And again, I'm not saying don't enjoy your 20s and 30s, but having that piece of your budget that puts some money away from the beginning can make a lifetime of difference. I know there's student loans. Um, and that's another thing I think you should be really considering if you're, if you're just out and you have younger siblings, help them understand the, maybe the folly of taking on too much college debt. I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm saying there's better ways to do it than to come out $200,000 in debt with a degree that's not getting you a job that's going to support that kind of debt load. Uh, and I know there's also increasingly high rent that can make saving oh, money yeah. a challenge a good when you're, you know, when you're starting out, but it's okay to conquer those challenges and squirrel a few bucks away out of every paycheck. It is possible. There are some things you may have to do that you didn't think was going to be the first steps you take when you get out of college, but it is possible to get started on. Well, right. And, and I think that what people need to realize uh, the young people out there, and if we have grandparents or parents listening, they need to let their, uh, you know, kids know this, that while you're still in your twenties, any amount of money you set aside for retirement, can potentially grow into a nice chunk of change 40 years down the road. I mean, it's compounding interest. You want to take advantage of that. Absolutely right, Tony. It's important to start somewhere. The earlier, the better. Yep. Uh, The next tip I want to talk about, taking complete advantage of your employer's 401k match. It's a drumbeat. 
that is pounding on this show often. If your employer offers a 401k, start contributing immediately. Make sure that what you're kicking in is enough to trigger the full match. Now, as the article notes, if your employer contributes 50 cents for every dollar you contribute, up to 6%, which is pretty common, that means you're saving 9% of your salary out of each check, and that is a great way to get this going. Well, and I think that that is a good uh, point. You should shout it up you know, out from the rooftops, uh, do not leave free money sitting on the table. Right. Yeah. All I can, you say that and just picture those, those movies where somebody's like in New York city and they yell yelling something and all the neighbors just start yelling. At to shut do not leave free money sitting on the table. I quiet down out there. But yeah, that's something you talker. need to hear. Yeah, that's something everybody needs to hear. And it's something they need to pay attention to. You shouldn't leave that money there. Now, uh, and I think that's a great message for people to hear. Now, another thing, you, good idea at this age, establishing a Roth IRA. It's another way to begin saving for your eventual retirement. Um, I say Roth at this stage, especially because you're generally not in your higher earning years or taxable income. So it's a great way to, great place to start. If your employer doesn't offer a 401k or if you're already maxing out your contributions to your 401k, this could be your next smart move. And maybe you're not, in a job that has that, or again, maybe you're maxing it out. Maybe you got one of those good jobs that you can max your uh, your 401k right when you get out of college. Fantastic, and perhaps consider either the Roth option in your in your 401k or uh, as a, as another option. In addition to some potentially attractive tax benefits, a Roth IRA also allows you to withdraw your contributions at any time and for any reason without taxes and penalties. But Focus on that word contributions there. It's not your gains. Those can come with some penalties if you take them out too early, but your contributions can be withdrawn. Yeah, well, and I'm glad you brought up Roth IRAs. You've talked about that on previous shows and saying they have a lot of benefits, but they also do come with some rules and nuances that people need to be aware of, which make them a great reason to, it makes it a great reason to establish an ongoing relationship with someone like yourself, a financial services professional, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely, Tony. I, I can say that with the utmost confidence. That is a great idea. No matter what stage you're at, and I've always made the I've always made a sports comparison to this. Michael Jordan had a coach. Larry Bird had a coach. Yep. Babe Ruth had a coach. All the greats in any sport had a coach. And that's something they did every day. They were the greatest in the in their field and they still had coaches that helped them get better. So Unless you really want to make a full-time job out of being in finance uh, and retirement planning and financial planning, then it's a really good idea to have an advisor. Now, there's some things online you can get. There's robo-advisors, they call them, or there's apps that do it for nothing. And I think those, if nothing else, are a benefit. But I think those, just like nearly anything else in life, you get what you pay for. And when you can have an advisor at that age uh, that will do work for you that's still going to help you add multiples to what you're going to see out of what you're doing rather than, you know, if you don't get me wrong, you want to know what you're paying somebody, but if they can add multiples of what they're charging you to your life, it's worth doing. And I think that's a, having that financial advisor in your corner, especially at that stage in your life can make all the difference. You're not going to need to meet with them 10 times a year. They're not going to have to charge you so much money that they're going to help give you one, a framework. And so if nothing else, start here. That financial professional you want to find is a planner. 
they're not you you're not going to need a plan that takes a year and a half to get together when you're 24 because it's pretty much wide open. You get to start defining those things, but the sooner you have that plan in place, the more likely it is that all those pieces that you're eventually going to put in there are going to come to fruition when you need them later on in life. Yeah. I mean, any move you make, uh, that makes that financial strategy easier is probably a good step. Mm -hmm. I agree. The next, and speaking of some of these next steps, uh, and Here's one, another good one you can make 20s, 30s, investing wisely. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a rule. You want to insure against what can go wrong before you invest and what can go right. Now, if you're 25 years old and you don't have a mortgage and you're not married yet and you don't have a car, which a lot of people aren't these days, maybe car might be, but if you're not married, if you don't have other people depending on you or that are going to be saddled with whatever debt you may have, then yes, start investing. But once you have some of that debt, insurance is horrible as a concept as it is when you're in your 20s and 30s because you still pretty much believe you're invincible, you're never going to die. As soon as you have those other people that count on you and that you are now legally responsible for your debt uh, or the non-payment thereof, you want to make sure you have something in place to protect that. Um, so investing still is even investing in some things that isn't just the market or entirely in your future. It's also protecting your future. So I don't want just investing to be like, okay, how do I get on a particular app and become a millionaire off of a few trades or something, right? We're talking about investing in your entire financial future. Uh, again, this is a way you want to meet with a financial services professional. I think, you know, they tell you about these things. Roth IRAs, insurance, uh, 401ks, how to get the most out of them, how to structure the investments you're going to get. But again, that's why I think comprehensive financial planning is the right way to start because there's a lot of people in the financial services industry that hold themselves out to be advisors who know about their field. C certified financial planners are taking all those things into consideration. And I think that's a good way to start. Then you can go about finding the best people in there or Maybe they're the one and the same at that point, but starting with that plan is a great place to get going, especially in your 20s and 30s. Well, it's like I always say, Matt, building a financial strategy isn't always easy, so why go it alone, right? Why go it alone? Absolutely. Now, here's another quick tip to boost your savings. Uh, some people uh, recommend you save 10 to 15% of your salary. Now, maybe you're not mentally quite there yet. Maybe you can't, depending on some of your other obligations. But adding a little more to savings, even if it's something like $50 a month, can incrementally move you closer to that savings sweet spot. And if you look around at some of them, all the spending you're doing and really consider what's absolutely necessary and what's discretionary, I'm sure nearly anyone can find that $50 a month to put away. Yeah, especially if you have it taken right out of your paycheck uh, or mm. have it deposited immediately into a separate account. So, you know, if you never have it, you're not going to miss it. And mm -hmm. once you get used to that and the first full-time job you get out of college, that should be happening. So, Oh, yeah. Automating uh, those payments is huge. Yep, exactly. I think that really helps. And, you know, we're talking about preparing for retirement in three stages. And we've talked about your 20s and 30s and, and what's essential. Uh, but I assume the reality is that once you hit your 50s, uh, retirement is going to be staring you in the face, isn't it? It is. Uh, I think it's pretty true statement you put out there. Uh, one good thing you want to think about at this point, and we just started touching on it, is 
get a handle on your spending, especially yeah. in your 50s. You may have maybe created some bad spending habits for yourself in the past you know, decade or two that you haven't even realized, or maybe you do. Now is a really good time to face those down. Uh, it's another good time for the financial professional to help them help you get that perhaps under control or identify what areas you can do. But you know, when you have retirement barreling down on you, this is uh, it, it can become kind of heavy. So you know, it's like medicine that tastes bad but makes you feel better. But cutting your spending is really the simplest way to save more money. Yeah, can you tell our government that? <laughs> have they ever cut spending in my lifetime <laughs> only on things we really need oh okay good good uh well that's good then uh and, yeah, and just so, to put it somewhere else just and, to spend and some somewhere. of these tips are in an article you told me about from the balance which the balance.com is a great site for uh, some financial tips as well and the, the article's called tips for retirement planning in your 50s uh, that we're talking about here. And, you know, like you said, though, a little sacrifice today makes retirement a little easier tomorrow. So what do you have next for us? Uh, the next one we want to talk about trimming down your debt. And it ties directly with cutting back on your spending. For a lot of people, that's just another part of life, whether it's your mortgage, your car payment, your credit cards. With that said, you don't want to head into retirement with the anchor of significant debt weighing you down. Now, I, I think it's a grand goal to chase that life without debt. You have to make compromises. If you're listening to somebody's show, uh, you know, it's all living debt free. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure you're not giving away other earnings you might get, but it's a great goal. You know, there's a potential strategy when you're fifties of it. It's attacking the principal on your various debts as aggressively as possible. But once you have that smaller balance, it might be a lot easier to refinance on friendlier terms. And there's also some good advice that, you know, when it comes to home ownership in your fifties, First, selling your home if you no longer need as much space, uh, particularly if you bought it years ago, is, could be a very good idea. And second, if you prefer to stay in your current home during retirement, uh, completely paying off your mortgage be before you retire can be a very wise financial move. Well, yeah, that's huge. And, and uh, getting, getting debt free is good. But like you say, you need an overall plan and, and make sure you understand where that money is going once debts are paid off and making sure you're maximizing uh, all of your income and finances so you're not losing any money along the way. Uh, I think that makes sense. And homeownership strategies uh, make a lot of sense, uh, what you're talking about there. A financial professional like yourself uh, may be able to offer solid perspectives on what you can do with your home before and after you retire. And a little education never hurt anyone, right? Well, that's the goal every week of doing the show, Tony, is yep. to help educate people on these topics. Uh, listen, I, I, as I said, if you don't find me to be the person you think you want to work with, find someone you want to work with. I always recommend starting with a firm that has CFPs on staff and start with your plan first, because the rest I don't want to minimize the job that anyone else is going to do there. But the rest is stuff you back into from there. Having that plan in place shows you, one, the uh, the financial products that are going to help you succeed, the rates of return you're going to need, how much you can spend, how much you need to save. That's what the plan's going to do. It answers those questions. It takes so much of the stress out of your financial life. Now, uh, next thing I want to I wanna educate people on is never stop learning. You know, keep expanding your financial knowledge. When it comes to financial strategy, there's no finish line. You should always be aware of changing rules, standards, so that you... And your strategy remain adaptable 
don't forget some rules and regulations are going to change as you get older. You know, take advantage of some of the books, the websites, classes to really sharpen your financial skills. Uh, or again, take advantage of working with a financial professional whose job it is to keep up on these changes. Lean on them for your questions and concerns. Right. And I might add, listen to financial podcasts. Oh, wait, you are. Yeah, I mean, there's 65 million of them to choose from. If you found ours, (laughs) I consider you incredibly lucky. (laughs) I mean, imagine. So, but, you know, and also a financial services professional like yourself, Matt, you know, you should consider someone like yourself as a partner. Uh, People need to consider the a financial planner, advisor, and a partner, someone who really does care about you and your financial future. So what do you have next for us, Matt? Well, you say that, and you know, we have some principles that our company was written with that we we wrote down a long time ago. Actually, the, the founding principle, one of the founding principles of our company, was uh, working from the same side of the table. And you know, my father was a, a CFP long, long ago. He's always been a fiduciary to his clients, which means his uh, he always acted in their best interest. And I don't think you can do that when you're trying to force somebody to see something sitting across the table from them metaphorically, right? Sitting on the same side, seeing the same information from the same angle with your own perspective, of course, but working together has always been an important part of our business. It's always been one a core tenet of our philosophy. And I couldn't agree with you more with that piece there. Now, to back to our Uh, current phase that we're talking about your fifties. It's a time a lot of people begin thinking about winding their career down. And it, it may in fact be the perfect time to hyper-focus on your career instead. Now look at it this way. When it comes to accumulating assets, your earning potential is probably the most powerful tool you have. If you love your job and you're still challenged by it, why not consider staying in the workforce longer than you'd originally anticipated? By doing so, you give yourself continued purpose. You're also providing yourself additional financial resources when you decide to retire. Some people are so set on a particular date that they blind themselves with the fact that they could achieve more and have more of the retirement they wanted if they just waited a little longer. Now, in the same discussion is, you know, Social Security, consider this and this thought, you know, besides being able to put more money into savings, your Social Security benefits determined based on your 35 highest earning years in the workforce. Now, if you're in your mid-50s and you're making more money than you ever have with the possibility of earning even more in the coming years, it can seriously boost your eventual Social Security check by staying in those highest earning years and recording those for the purpose of your check in the future. Well, yeah, and I think that uh, that's great advice right there. And as you've mentioned during previous shows, don't undercount the fact that, you know, um, that retirement means a lot more time on your hands. Uh, uh, That might be a struggle for some people. They, you know, you work 40, 50 hours a week. Once you retire, you've got all that time plus the evenings and weekends. So if you like your job and you find purpose in it, why not keep going? Yeah. I've, uh, unless you're looking for an excuse for any of the things I'm about to say, I've seen a lot of things happen to people in, in starting in retirement in the few early years. One, They go on spending rampages, I would call it. They had no idea they were going to spend so much money because they're bored and they start to spend like some people eat when they're bored. And instead of gaining a ton of weight, they lose a ton of money. Uh, Some people uh, have uh, run into some serious marital issues early on in retirement. Um, Not having 
a plan to enter retirement successfully can throw your, not just your financial life, but your personal life just totally out of whack. Having a plan in place can protect you from so many other things going wrong. Uh, you know, get that plan done. I, I look at it this way. I, I can't, it blows my mind how much money and how many people spend their life uh, getting like braces to get their teeth straight and how few people actually spend the time to get their finances straight. <laughs> Invest yep. a little bit of time. Invest the at least the same amount of time you brush your teeth every day. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing is, is people straight. don't do that. That's what's no. crazy. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll dedicate all this time to straight teeth, uh, cosmetic, you know, endeavor, and no time into getting their finances straight. It, uh, it makes very little sense to me, but consider that next time you're brushing your teeth. Maybe if I just spent two minutes a day, you know, thinking about my spending and savings my retirement's going to be that much better. Right. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that really hits home for me when it comes to your portfolio and getting a second opinion from someone who, you know, you can trust that's a smart play. Yeah. And let's, there's a couple other things. You have some catch up time contributions you can do in your fifties, uh, you know, with your IRAs, with your 401ks, there's some catch ups there. Those are some, uh, those are some things you want to look into, talk to your advisor about. If you don't have an advisor, look up the difference or find an advisor that's going to help you make those decisions. Now I, I, we've been on this a little bit and I haven't touched on the last piece yet here. So I'm going to jump ahead to our retirement. That's uh, a good chunk, idea. That, that thing. And I want to touch on a couple of these real quick. Um, let me let me say this. Uh, if you don't have an advisor going into retirement, I hope you want to spend your retirement years being your own financial advisor. Yeah. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. This is the, probably the best time to have somebody in your corner. Um, but let, let's think of the first piece of advice I can give someone who's not working with a good planner, a good advisor, and that's shrink your fixed expenses. That includes things like housing, food, transportation, insurance, debt and payments. Uh, these are the things we all need to survive. Uh, if you if it's just you and your spouse, maybe selling the family home, moving into a two bedroom condo would be the smart play. You know, that second bedroom still gives you space to host kids and grandkids. Uh, but more importantly, you'd almost certainly be able to reduce your housing costs while still living comfortably happily. Maybe you can get rid of the insurance you were keeping to cover the mortgage when you downsize. There's a lot of benefits to be had about reducing those fixed expenses Yeah, and, and discretionary as well. Right. And let's not forget the downsizing often means a lot less upkeep after you're retired. Why not let somebody else worry about mowing the lawn? So <laughs> in this third stage, which is retirement, uh, downsizing is a big one. What's another? Uh, another take full advantage of social security. I just, we started touching on this before you're working for so many years, the temptation to begin taking social security at age 62 can be really strong. I, I, a newer client, I'm going through this with them right now. Uh, if you give into that temptation though, there's a cost to bear. Not only does filing at 62 mean a smaller monthly check. It also means that in the future, you'll also see smaller cost of living adjustments. And remember all that's based on the same formulas, right? So if you lock into a lower check that cost of living adjustment, that COLA is going to be smaller. They, they, and they usually come when you need it the most, right? When CPI is raising. So ask yourself, do I need social security now at age 62 or would I be better off waiting for my maximum benefit at age 70 or somewhere in between? If you don't know the answer to that, 
call us. Let us help you through that. If you don't want to call us, call someone. It is a huge thing. It can make a massive difference in the amount of lifetime social security you get back that you've been paying into for so long. Right. And one last thing in this third stage of preparing, you know, financial steps is uh, going into retirement, uh, I would say would be long-term care. And we've talked about that a little bit, but how does long-term care play into this? Well, uh, it's, it's not, not everyone's going to need long-term care, right? Let's just start there. Uh, but you should at least plan for it, consider the possibility of it. Not doing so can, I, I I can't tell you in the planning process, how often long-term care is the factor, the determinant factor on whether or not you outlive your money or your money outlives you. Wow. as, and planning for that, not planning for that can be the biggest mistake in your retirement. Uh, let's, I know in our, in my, in the area where my office is, the average cost of care, at least last year was $365 a day. It's around $120,000 a year. Oh, ouch. And that's not like a private room or anything. Spec- that's average, right? So, uh, and there's some parts of the country uh, where I, Actually, where I actually reside, it's a little less, but it's still not free by any means. Yeah, uh, it's not even complimentary. <laughs> um, you know, and it's certainly well, it might be less expensive. It, it, there's right. no such thing as inexpensive long-term care. No, no, it's critical to either save enough during your working years to cover long-term care, to purchase life insurance that includes long-term care rider or to work incredibly carefully with an estate planning attorney to have a plan in place to protect your assets and get essentially get rid of your assets long before you're going to need long-term care. Yeah. And I know that's something you help coordinate for your uh, clients is to work with an attorney to get that in place. In which case, yes, you don't, you no longer own your assets. So it needs to be someone you trust that you're working with, but um, there's there, you don't have, you have to plan for it. Yep. Not planning for long-term care is is the biggest head buried in the sand move you can make for your retirement planning. All right. Well, hey, it's been a terrific show today. But on that note, uh, we are out of time. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go, Matt? Uh, I'll reiterate what I said in the beginning. If you have any questions about what you heard today, give us a call, 800-339-9252. You can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. There's a, it it should, something we said today should have sparked some, something in your head. Call someone about it. Start to put these plans in place. If you want to give us a call, that first visit's always complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation to it. We'll sit down. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about the steps you need to put these plans together. Each part of your life, it's slightly different, and each person is going to be slightly different. The system is relatively the same. It takes a little bit of work on your part, a lot of bit of work on our part, and then more work on your part following the advice we start working to give you, right? So uh, give us a call, uh, and in, in the meantime, or just give someone a call. Uh, find the person that can get that plan in place for you. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252. 
or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.